Chapter twenty five of On the Trail of the Emigrant. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. On the Trail of the Immigrant by Edward Steiner. Chapter twenty five. Au revoir. My dear lady of the first cabin i have followed your good advice and have told my story as i told it to you and yours be the praise and the blame you interrupted me in the telling by saying that i did not know the first cabin and that my story would not be complete until i knew that part of the ship and that portion of the world also i have as you see taken passage in the first cabin they sold me the ticket as readily as if it were for the steerage and did not ask for my pedigree only for my check fifty dollars more gave me the privilege of sitting where you sat which was at one time the seat of the scornful of looking proudly upon the second cabin and pityingly upon the steerage below it was a delightful sensation this of being summoned to your meals by the notes of a bugle rather than by the jangle of a shrill bell of looking over half a yard of menu and ordering what you want and whom you want just as you please rather than being ordered about as someone else pleases the first day out i found the first cabin as quiet as the steerage only more dignified the passengers were walking on tiptoe many of them trying to adjust themselves to these labyrinthine luxuries while the distinguished rustle of silken petticoats relieved the pressure of the atmosphere which naturally was tense from the excitement of the beginning of the journey critically almost with hostility each passenger measured the other the tables were buried beneath the loads of flowers and floral designs which were past the fading and in the first melancholy stages of decay so that all of it reminded me of a palatial home to which the mourners have just returned from a rich uncle's funeral as yet no one has spoken to me although i had volunteered a wise remark about the weather to one passenger and the gentleman addressed recoiled as if i had struck him with a sledge-hammer i learned afterwards that he occupied a thousand dollar suite of rooms and that his name was cobbsfoos or something like it in choosing his seat at the table i heard him remark to the head steward that he did not want to sit near jews nor any second-class looking crowd but that was a difficult task to accomplish more than a third of the passengers were jews and more than two-thirds were people whose names and bearing betrayed the fact that they were either the children of immigrants or immigrants themselves who too were returning to the old world because they had succeeded in the v's mr vanderbilt's name headed the list but the name closest to his was vogelstein while between such american or english names as wallace and wallingford were a dozen wolfs and wummelbachers weisses and weisels i need not tell you of the multitude of rosenbergs and rosenthals there were in our cabin mr funkelstein and mr jabberski were my roommates first cabin after all is only steerage twice removed and beneath its tinsel and varnish it is the same piece of world as that below me which you pity and which you dread the staple conversation to-day is the size of the pool which has reached the thousand-dollar mark and the fact that a certain actor lost fifteen thousand dollars at poker the night before in the second cabin the pool was smaller the limit in poker ten cents while in the steerage they lived unconscious of the fact that pools and poker are necessary accompaniments of an ocean voyage it is a stratified society in which i find myself up here and the lines are marked dollar marked 
the stewards instinctively know the size of our bank accounts by our wardrobes around the captain's table are gathered the stars in the financial firmament those whom nobody knows who travel without retinue are at the remote edges of the dining-room far away from the limelight in the steerage everybody gets his grub in the same way in the same tin pans first come first served and all of us are kicked in the same unceremonious way by the ship's crew the first cabin and the society it represents are not all finished products there are many of those who eat even at the captain's table who are still in blessed ignorance of the fact that knives were not made for the eating of blueberry pie and who also do not know what use to make of their tiny bowls of water in which the rose leaves float when they are placed before them then there are the maidens who walk about with mannish tread talking loudly and violently through their noses who assault the piano furiously with the notes of ragtime marches and who waft upon the air perfumes which offend one's olfactory nerves yet beside them and in strong contrast to them are those superb men and women the flower of american civilization whose like has never been created anywhere else in the world no what i have learned in the first cabin has not changed my vision in the least for the world it represents is not closed to me and i reckoned with it in my story you know enough about me to realize that i harbor no class or race prejudices and that i try to play fair the people of the steerage are in a large measure what i told you they are primitive uncultured untutored people with all their virtues and vices in the making they are the best material with which to build a nation materially they are a good stock to be used in replenishing physical depletion and capable of taking on the highest intellectual and spiritual culture they are a serious problem in every respect whether you shut the gates of ellis island today or tomorrow those that are here are an equally serious problem one thing the journey in the first cabin has done for me it has made me grateful for my journeys in the steerage grateful that i could stand among those tangling threads out of which our national life is being woven and see the woof and the warp and know that the woof is good i am conscious of the fact that it will take strong sound warp to hold it together to fill out our pattern and complete our plan oh my dear lady what a great country in the making this is and how close you and i are to the making here are we living at a time in which the greatest phenomenon of history is taking place future generations will wonder at the process and will say a new gigantic race was being born between the atlantic and the pacific a race born to build or to destroy to cry to the world ground arms are casted into the hell of war a race in which are welded all kindreds of the people of the earth or a race which will destroy itself by mutual hate my lady you and i are here to work at the task which will outstrip all the wonders of the world and we cannot do it in our own strength we need to call to each other as we bend to our task the greeting which the slovak sent after you when you left the ship zbogham zbogham the lord be with thee end of chapter twenty five end of on the trail of the immigrant by edward steiner